As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment while we bring on our awesome Facebook community here. Bear with us just one moment. I'm going to set my phone up so I got the game. See what's going on in the AFC Super Wild Card. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, um, you were just talking about the rumors going around right before we went live there's a little rumor going around that the uh, the combine, something about the combine being next, something about pro days. What what have you heard? That was I saw someone that retweeted a rumor going around. I think it was an agent for one of the prospects or someone that works in the scouting departments in college of the NFL that there's no pro days this year or no combine due to the CV. That's the ongoing, you know, the pandemic going on. That would be unfortunate, Chad, because we had our own plans and we had the staff members' plans for the Senior Bowl and stuff like that. It'd be unfortunate, but could be another off season full of zoom meetings and press conferences virtually. I'm just so sick of that. I'm, I'm so over this uh, new normal. I mean, let's get, let's get back to real life. Let's get those vaccines out there and, and get people, you know, uh, inoculated and safe and sound. But yeah, that would be a blow because we, we do have some plans. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, spoil it quite yet. What we have planned because there's, you know, for all we know, it's everything's still on, but Long story short, we had some big plans for the Senior Bowl. We had some big plans for the Combine and the Draft. So we'll see how that shakes out. But, Zach, the big kind of bombshell today, if you if you will, that really uh, the lead story on milehighhuddle.com all day long is that New England Patriots assistant personnel guy, Dave Ziegler, ended up saying thanks but no thanks. He, he did a – I want to say – I can pull up the tweet from Cliss, but it was a – two-and-a-half-plus-hour interview on Saturday, um, and then he backed out. Uh, Bill Thank Bell God. Stepped in. Nick Casario getting the job, of course, to be the new GM in Houston was his boss, so to speak, uh, in New England. And so Belichick stepped in, probably sweetened the pot, said, hey, you know, pro- maybe some promises about a, a promotion, some increase in pay. So he got on the phone, Ziegler, called Joe Ellis, not John Elway, her Mike Kliss called Joe Ellis, said, thanks, but no thanks. I have to formally withdraw my name. What was your reaction to that? 
Thank God. Thank you, Bill Belichick, for doing that. It saved the Broncos from going through what would have been a waste of time because Ziegler was the worst candidate, Chad, of the five, and that's including Brian Stark, their own in-house candidate as well. I want no one that came from New England considering the players they've signed in free agency, considering the players they drafted. Their roster, sans Tom Brady, Chad, is middling, middle of the pack. It, it really is average. I don't like the job that Bill Belichick has done either, for that matter, as GM. The last disciple, I mentioned this on anyone who hasn't tuned in or doesn't know about it yet on Kelberman's Corner today. I said the same thing about Belichick or the, the Patriots. The last time they hired someone from that tree was Josh McDaniels. So thanks, but no thanks. Thank you for backing out, Dave. You did us a solid. No doubt. And by the way, shout out to everybody, all of our Facebook supporters who were there for the debut episode of Kelberman's Corner today with Zach and Kim Becker. Thank it you was guys. a little bit delayed. Zach, because we were trying to iron out the kinks, figure yeah. out how to stream only to the supporters on Facebook, which delayed us about you know a few minutes. But we ended up getting her done, and it was great. In fact, I want to. I thought, you know what? This is a this is a good conversation starter too. We're only three minutes in. We got to get to some some matters of business here in just a moment. But I'm going to play a clip real quick from today's uh, Kelberman's Corner, the debut episode, and this is a show that's going to be. Every single week on Sunday, noon Mountain Time with with Zach, obviously, and Kim Becker. And the 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 you know the the cliff notes is hot takes, right? You get you get Zach sp- uh, dropping some hot takes, but they're hot takes that hold water. And you have Kim hosting. So let, let me play this real quick. Hopefully this <clears throat> this works out okay. Let me play a little clip real quick. It's only a few. If seconds. you talk about Champ Kelly, who is the presumed favorite right now? And I understand he has skin in the game. I understand he has great player interaction. I understand he worked for the Broncos in a previous capacity. You talk about young quarterbacks, though. This is the guy who's part of the contingent, Kim who chose to pass on not only Patrick Mahomes, which is a fireable offense in itself, but also Deshaun Watson, all for Mitchell Trubisky, who they traded up a spot to draft at number two overall. And I'm not indemnifying Champ Kelly on that one move alone, but is this the guy, when you're trying to mold a young quarterback in Drew Locke, who showed a lot of progress in the second half of the season, especially in the finale, that was arguably his best game in a Broncos uniform. You want to bring in a guy who not only drafted Trubisky, but also advocated for the acquisition of Nick Foles. So it was good, man. And I think, by the way, anyone who wants to get in on that, we're just getting started on what we're going to be doing with this content that is, uh, you know, really, really set aside to for the Facebook supporters because we spend so much time on YouTube. We're also going to start spending a lot more time on Facebook and cultivating new ways to create content there. Kelberman's Corner, we got a bunch of ideas and shows that are rolling out here in the next couple of weeks for our Facebook supporters. So even if you watch the show on YouTube or Periscope or Twitch, or you listen after the fact on Apple Podcasts or whatever, you're going to want to head on over to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Go to our Facebook page. You see the big blue button that says become a supporter. Click that. You're in like Flynn, and then you can watch. You can be there live for all the streams, or even if you can't make a live stream, you can access that at your convenience. But Zach, the notion that Champ Kelly should be painted with the you know the same stripes as, as Ryan Pace or the, the GM in, in Chicago who did make that fateful decision to take uh, Mitch Trubisky instead of Deshaun Watson, instead of Patrick Mahomes, who were drafted later on in that class. There are some people that don't like that. They don't want to hear that because I get it. We don't know exactly all the power plays and all the power decisions that were made. Who were the, you know, who were the, who, which guys were the impetus for that decision. But, you know, he was in that, that locker or that uh, front office when that unfortunately fateful decision was made. 
Well, I mean, he's the scouting exec. That's his job is to identify the talent in the draft that best fits the team. And Ryan Pace, is it fair to say he didn't make the move, but he might have signed off on the move. He might have greenlighted the move as the GM of the team. I'm not, you know, like I said in the clip, I'm not solely blaming uh, Champ Kelly for passing on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Not he, They weren't the only team that, that did. But it's the series of other moves. You look at the recent draft classes. I mentioned this on the show today. They were a top pick last year in the second round. They didn't have a first-round pick. was a tight end. They drafted Trubisky number two overall. He didn't work out. Instead of developing another young quarterback, they went with Nick Foles, a retread. So it's just maybe not solely his fault, but it's the line of thinking from which the, the organization that he came from. And I don't want that type of mindset in Dove Valley. I don't want someone that's going to be like Vance Joseph that takes his orders through Elway or through Joe Ellis and makes moves that appease maybe the personalities, but not necessarily the talent on the team. I want a guy who's has an eye for talent, talent acquisition. And we saw that today. Well, I didn't realize necessarily, I wasn't focused on, it was Champ Kelly versus Terry Fontenot. The Bears mm-hmm. versus the Saints today. Look at the final score. Look at this game. What did Trubisky do? Nothing. What did his high prize acquisition do in the Bears? Nothing. What did Khalil Mack do to impact this game they give up first-round picks for? He was also in on that. He also handles free agency decisions. And look at the, the Saints roster, Chad. They are loaded every single year, and that same Saints roster beat a pretty good Bears team today. It's case closed. It's Terry Fontenot as a top candidate. It's not really close. And then George Payton, and then really everybody else, including Champ Kelly. You know, for me, I'm with you on a lot of that stuff. In terms of the order, I'm still pining for Terry Fontenot. And by the way, we had to research that and figure it out. It's not Fontenot. It's French French name. It's Fontenot. All right. Uh, but, you know, I, my, my thought process has kind of evolved on this. I want Fontenot. And it's honestly a tie for me in terms of George Payton or Champ Kelly. And I'll tell you why. Even though Payton, his, uh, his, his front office, his personnel department, has a better recent track record in the draft and with pro personnel, but I love Ch- what Champ Kelly brings to the table just in terms of his story, his, his uh, ability to connect with people and with players and you know just being a, a professional people watcher. Uh, there was this article – and I can't remember now who the who the author was, but by the athletic Zach, you've read it, I've read it. Phenomenal insight into the path Kelly had to his job in the NFL. So I could live with it. I'm not going to go boohooing or crying if Champ Kelly ends up being the hire because, I mean, let's face it, the Bears just got 86 from the playoffs. Kelly could start tomorrow. I mean, right, but that's a little hyperbolic. But Terry Fontenot, for example, he he can't leave the job to take the job. You can't leave the Saints to take the job till the Saints get bounced from the playoffs because he's in charge. The, the, the season's still going for them, and he's in charge, Zach, of doing the um, – oh, I forgot the, the phrase now. Um, but the advanced scouting, that's what it is. So scouting the next opponent, and that's a big role. Yeah, but, you know, my personal philosophy is if you have the man, if you're convicted enough and you know you have the guy, you wait for him, Chad, no matter what it takes. If you have to wait two weeks, three weeks, you know you have the guy. They can have some wink-wink underneath the table deal. It happens all the time, Chad. If they want him, they might move on to Champ Kelly because of that, but is it merit-based? Is he getting hired based on what he can bring to the Broncos roster and make them a better team? You talk about his personality and his people skills, that's probably his strongest asset. But that's, to me, his only selling point. And everyone always references that, the athletic article and his past and the adversity he's overcome. And I respect all of that. But I want someone that's going to bring talent to this team. I want someone that's going to make them a playoff contender again, immediately. And what have the Saints been every single year? 
not only playoff, but Super Bowl contenders with the most loaded roster in the entire NFL for my money's worth. And you look at the Bears roster, you look who he's working with, Ryan Pace and Nagy. You look at who Fontenot's working with is Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis. So to me, it's just the scales are very much tipped. Guys, we got so much to get to, including I see a lot of super chats stacked up. We're going to get to each and every one of your supers here in just a second. Any topics, any questions that are on your mind. But first, we got to take care of a few matters of business, starting with the sponsor of tonight's live stream pod, sportsbetting.com. As you know, gangs, gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado. And if you're looking to make watching your favorite sports a little more interesting, sportsbetting.com is your no-brainer destination. Here's why. You get the sharp odds, low juice. They have their own in-house bookmakers, which means they're not reaching outside of their own company to, to find odds and whatnot. That results in reduced juice and better prices, hassle-free bonuses, which you can roll over after one time instead of some of the other competitors out there in this industry that make you have to bet it up to five to 30 times. Plus, you get 24-7 live customer support, and it's always a real person in the United States. But the kicker is this. Right now, after you make your first deposit, sportsbetting.com will match it up to $750. That's $750 in free bet credits. Plus, right now, you got the NBA tipping off, and you'll also get $25 in free NBA bet credits. And this $750 um, uh, credit match, I guess we can call it, it's going away here in the next couple of days. So you want to jump on this now. Head on over to sportsbetting.com slash mile high huddle, sportsbetting.com slash mile high huddle. Capitalize on that 750 bucks in free bet credits and start this year off on the right foot. All right, a couple other quick things here, and we'll dive right back into the stream and the topics and the content for today. Um, social media, guys, it's been really cool to see how MHH and this podcast has grown. Just over the last 18 months, I mean, exponential growth. We always want to make sure that our audience who's listening and watching knows how to connect with us on social media to keep the conversation going. First and foremost, on Twitter, follow the podcast account at HuddleUpPod and the main account at MileHighHuddle. If you have those two accounts followed, you're not going to miss anything as it relates podcast, programming, announcements, giveaways, things like that, or breaking Broncos news and analysis. My partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. And then also, guys, a gentle reminder to head on over to the merch store. Get your swag on. Get yourself a hat, huddleuppod.com. Get a, a hoodie, a face mask, a T-shirt, <clears throat> a little something for everybody. Another way to support what we're doing here. And also just, again, if you want to become a supporter, get access to the Kelberman's Corner. That's every Sunday with Zach and Kim. There's the link right there, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. It's a big blue button. You're in like Flynn. And if you're watching now on Facebook, you scroll to the bottom where you comment. There's a little green button there. You click on that, and it'll take you right where you need to go to become a supporter. We appreciate you uh, considering that. And if you're not in a position to patronize the merch store, be a superstar on, on Super Chat, or become a supporter, it's all good. We're just happy to have you here. We're grateful to have you with us. We do ask, though, these three things. Number one, that you subscribe, crucial on YouTube and Apple and uh, any of the podcast platforms. Number two, like this video, crucial on YouTube, crucial on Facebook. And the last thing, three, is the litmus test. If we're doing a good job for you, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. 
Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Zach, this is about to get out of control with the with the chat, and we don't have John with us. He's off two more days. He'll be back Tuesday. Uh, so for us, he'll be back, I guess, Wednesday, right, with you and I. But he'll be back on the job Tuesday. So uh, we still got to juggle a few balls. It's just Zach and I tonight in terms of managing the, the chat and the back end. So appreciate you guys. But Kenneth has a little bit of a different tact he wants to take. Um, I think most people, the, their minds are on GM. Their minds are on what's going on with that, maybe some draft. But let's just tackle this real quick. Appreciate you, Kenneth. <clears throat> By the way. Your mug on the way, my friend. So let me know when you get that. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. Appreciate you. He says, top three Broncos that could play well in any era. Man, that's a long list. Uh, And I'd have to give it some real thought. But, I mean, John Elway could play in any era, in my opinion. Uh, John Elway, I'd probably throw in uh, TD. Yeah, I do think TD could play in any era. That's that's good. And probably I was thinking Vaughn, too. Yes. Let, let's stick with Vaughn. I'm going to go Elway. You know what? I'm going to go Elway, Champ, Vaughn. What's your top three? That's that's what I was thinking. I mean, they've had so many great players uh, throughout their history. You know, Floyd Little, you know, obviously, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, all the great receivers, you know, all the great running backs they've had, Chad. You know, the corner, Champ Bailey can play in any area. They've had so many good players in Denver. But, yeah, I think the first two that came to mind for me was Elway, of course, uh, TD, because the NFL started out, the football started out as a running sport, obviously. It evolved to a passing sport. And then, Can you imagine Vaughn Miller in the 1940s NFL? Just wrecking quarterbacks with leather helmets on. It'd be great. So, yeah, those are my three. We have a very generous super from the queen of MHH jumping in off the top rope, as she so often does. Thank you. We appreciate you so much, Christy. It means a lot to us. Hope you know that. And hope you're having a great start to your new year. She says, I'm hoping for Fontenot. Zach has me sold on him. By the way, good show today on Facebook. It's going to be a hit. Thank you, guys. Always uh, the best. Really appreciate that, Christian. Thank you. It was so cool to see so many of our supporters on YouTube and the other and many different platforms funnel over to Facebook and become a supporter to be in on that. And the community we have, Zach, is just second to none. Yeah, and Christy's, you know, not just, you know, the donation, that's that's great and all, but your support day in and day out, watching the shows, tuning into all the programming, keeping up with it, and obviously, you know, listening to my takes on Terry Fano. I appreciate it all, seriously, uh, no BS. Uh, it's so it's so touching, and I'm so grateful. We're both so grateful. Thank you so much, Christy. Bottom of my heart, we love you so much. Appreciate you. Here's one also from Hunter. Good to see you, Hunter. It's been a minute since we've seen Hunter yes. Bortan in, in the stream. So thank you for thank the support, you. my friend, and and uh, welcome back. He says, what's up, guys? Sorry I can't be in here as much as I used to be. I recently moved, and I'm still getting used to stuff. Keep up the great work. It's all good, my friend. We understand. 
life happens. Life sometimes gets in the way. And we're just happy to have you with us now, my friend. And your support really means a lot to us. Yes. Thank you, Hunter. We got one here from Christian down in Vegas, our uh, professional lifeguard. Sorry, Christian, I can't show your super because the chat is really active tonight and it jumped in. I don't have John, so we can't go back and grab it. But Christian, appreciate you, my friend. He says, do you think George Payton is the most likely to get the GM, uh, GM job over Kelly? Who Who's the leader in the clubhouse for you right now, Zach, based on everything we've heard, the lay of the land, the way things are kind of coming together? Based on what I've heard, actually, Peyton is the leader in the clubhouse, barring how the interviews have went over the weekend and all the information's not obviously real time. And I'm, I'm so happy with that. Obviously, I want Fontenot. I'd be over the moon, though, with, with George Peyton, who's almost equally as qualified, even though the organization he's worked for hasn't been as successful as New Orleans. But his resume, Chad, is spot on. His eye for talent spot on. He's who I think is the leader, and he's my 1B to Fontenot's 1A. If it's not Kelly, I think it's going to be Peyton. Appreciate all of you uh, giving us some feedback on how the debut episode of Kelberman's Corner shook out. Really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. You know, it's interesting, Zach, because um, George Payton kind of put out a power move, right? He was in the running for the Panthers job, the GM gig. And he ended up, just like Dave Ziegler did, put, picking up the phone and calling Joe Ellis. He did the same with the Panthers to really kind of signal to the Denver Broncos that I want this job. This is the job that is most important to me. And what's so impressive to me is the fact he's turned down countless interviews over the last, you know, five, seven years with better organizations where the Broncos are right now in terms of winning. So it says a lot. It speaks to how the people who know football, Chad, not just the ones who have hot takes, not just the ones who act impulsively and emotionally, the ones who act logically and look at the Broncos roster inside to out. They realize what the organization is right now, which is not as bad as people paint them to be. And they know what it could be as soon as 2021 with the horses they do possess. Dylan jumping in. Good to see you, brother. Longtime listener, bonafide superstar. This is a MHH, Mount Rushmore superstar right here. Good to see you, my brother. He says, glad to be back watching live more consistently. Been harder to stay connected with how this past year and season have gone. MHH for life. We appreciate you, Dylan. And look, we understand, man. Again, sometimes life happens. Life gets in the way. And, uh, you know, what's important is, is that we, you know, we stick together. You know, you find your way back and, and we're all under the same roof. So good to have you here, Dylan. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah, we know S happens. We know life happens and it's all good. You know, happens to the best of us. We appreciate you tuning in, though, Dylan, whenever you can. Uh, we got John Houston jumping in. Good to see you, Thank John. You. A guy that whenever I see him in the stream, he's showing love and support on Super Chat. So appreciate you, John. He says, people don't realize Bill Belichick is not a great GM. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's up for debate. I think there was a time when he he did much better in the draft. But here's what I'll say. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Zach, they have a very, very choppy record in the premium rounds, in rounds one, yes. two, and three. They've got a lot of misses, and I'm not really inclined at this moment, especially with Ziegler backing out to pull up their draft history and show everybody to kind of illustrate, but he does have a point. I mean, remember all the receivers they've, they've busted for them, Chad Jackson, all those guys over the years, and now it's Enkeel uh, Hare. I, I can never remember his first name, Enkeel. That's correct. Yeah, and it's just they really do have a bad track record in the first couple rounds. And you can argue maybe I hated the Cam Newton signing. I thought it wasn't going to last because he's a broken-down quarterback. And the Broncos learn with Flacco when you sign that quarterback, no matter how good they look in the summer, they fall apart by the winter. 
So that, if that falls on Belichick, bad move there. You can argue without Tom Brady, Chad, how effective is he? Real quick, we saw him in Cleveland, or we didn't see him, but before he, not many people know this, before he was with New England, he was a head coach in Cleveland, and they weren't that good. So, you know, you can wonder now the chicken or the egg, was it Brady or Belichick? I think it's pointing to the former. I'll be honest with you, for the longest time, my thought was that, that Brady was more served by Bill Belichick, the coach and the personnel guy. Right. But as we've gotten farther into this season, the more it's really felt like it's the other way around. Uh, let's grab here. Fat Cats jumping in. Good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate you. And by the way, Cleveland is up already 14 nothing on the Steelers. So, coaching. They don't even have their head coach today. <laughs> He's out because of CV, and they're beating the Pittsburgh. It, it just goes to show you, no matter off-season reps or whatever, if you have the proper system in place, you can win no matter what. I'm happy for the Browns, though, Chad. Now it's 21. Now it's 21. Wow. They, just, they just scored. Uh, goodness gracious. Wow. All right, so good, good for them. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of my the, – the emotional teams I'm rooting for this year. I'm always going to – when the Broncos are out, I'm always going to keep it AFC because I lived through the 13-, 14-year – string of dominance where the NFC just, I mean, the real championship game in the NFL was the NFC title game. Whoever won that game was going to win the league. And I lived through that, suffered through that. So even when the Broncos are bounced, I still root for AFC and I'm going Browns or Bills at this stage. Same. Yeah. Bills, the, you know, Colts gave them a run for their money. What a well-coached team the Colts are as well. But if the Bills play like that against the Chiefs real quick, Chad, I know we're kind of really derailing this question right now. They play like that against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to walk, you know, handily through that game. Fat Cats, again, thanks, buddy. He says, best case scenario, the new GM comes in and sticks with luck. Who's the best corner or inside linebacker that falls to nine that we can grab and make part of the new Broncos? Great question. And by the way, your premise about luck being the best option, you know, right now I'm inclined to agree with you. As I've said, really, ever since the Broncos started 0-3, I've said, you know, uh, I think Drew needs one more year. That kind of shifted when John Elway, you know, relinquished GM duties and and fired himself to take an elevated role. I mean, look, when it's Belichick calling, uh, excuse me, when it's Ziegler calling Ellis, not John Elway, I think that kind of tells you, that kind of exposes what really happened there in terms of John Elway taking that position. But nevertheless, Zach, the top option in the in the draft when it comes to corner or inside linebacker, to me, the dream scenarios would be um, – Micah Parsons, which I, I'm really doubtful he's going to be there at nine. Um, Could be. What's a, what, what's, a, what's a kid's name? I almost, I'm having a brain fart, dude. The corner. Um, Farley. Farley, thank you. That would be, that would be the, the dream, but how likely is that to happen? We'll see. But, you know, it could either be Farley or it could be Patrick Sertan Jr. We'll, we'll see, you know, as we inch a little closer to the draft. Or it could be Zavin Collins, who's a real dark horse, if not Parsons at nine, for an inside linebacker with a little more pass rushing prowess. Collins could be the answer there as well. They can move down a few spots. We really can't answer this question, though, without knowing who the new GM is going to be and kind of look at their draft history to formulate our, our best guesstimate. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate digital agronomy platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Uh, next up here, we have Boise Man. Good to see you, my friend. He says, NFL finds a way to navigate the pandemic and play the season, but can't figure out how to do the combine in a bubble. Yeah, it's interesting because I think in a worst case kind of um, contingency, Zach, you would think that maybe schools ultimately opt not to hold pro days that are open to scouting departments across the fruited plain and media, but they still hold a pro day in which they somehow, you know, put a little money into making sure it's all captured well on, on, on video that they can submit to all 32 teams. And with regard to the combine, there's still a way to do that, even though it would hurt guys like you and I. Yeah. You can still hold the combine, make sure that uh, players, you know, they have a couple of week process or whatever to go through all the checks to make sure that they aren't carrying the bug. And then it's only TV. Maybe it's only TV that's there because anyone that's ever covered the combine, when you get there, you think, uh, I think a lot of fans just assume that you're chilling in Lucas Oil Stadium. That's not how it shakes out. That's only for TV, TV and NFL personnel. What you're actually doing, if you're covering the combine, is right across the street. It's convention it's center. Convention yeah. center, and that's where everything happens: all the interviews, all the podiums, all the, the the weightlifting, all the meetings that they have individually with players. It all happens over there. So maybe that set that side of things, Zach, gets 86, and you just keep it on focused on what happens on on at Lucas Oil Stadium on the field. But I think where there's a will, there's a way. His point is is very valid. The NFL found a way to do it. It can be done. And it's 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 unfortunate because we were talking about where the, everything's located, the stadium and the convention center. It's in downtown Indianapolis. And I'm not seeing that flashy off the bat, but Chad, it's actually a really nice downtown district. A lot to do there. And selfishly, I liked going. I mean, I would love to go back. I really love covering the combine. I love the experience. And I would wanted to be the real deal. I'm still holding out hope, though. It was just a rumor. Nothing has been set in stone yet. I think how the Senior Bowl is going to go later this month. Uh, could dictate how the combine is going to go and how pro days are going to go. If it's virtual, it's virtual. But I would like the uh, uh, sense of normalcy to maintain this offseason. Jay Anderson brings up a fair point that I think we should discuss rationally here, and that is how do you know Champ Kelly did not like Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson better? He did not have the final say, though, which is true. He didn't have the ultimate power to make that decision, and that's a fair point. I guess what it comes down to is it's similar to, you know, the, it's like a GM. All right. John Elway. Let's just use John Elway as an example. You can criticize him for his failures in the draft, but at the same time, you have to compliment him for his successes, right? Especially turning the ship around those final three, let's see, 18, 19, 20, those final three draft classes that, that he handpicked. Anyone that was with Elway during that 
down period, or even these last three years, even though it was a good draft, the product on the field didn't shake out. The Matt Russells of the world, the Brian Starks, etc., they get painted with the same brush of whatever that GM did because ultimately the GM, yeah, I mean, everyone's probably a little bit different in terms of just how hands-on they are in the, in the scouting process, but they take their cues ultimately from the personnel guys and the scouts that they surround them with. And so even though it's true, Jay, that we can't ascertain or know for sure exactly where Champ Kelly stood on the, that quarterback issue in 2017, the fact remains that part of that the reputation that uh, Pace and the Bears have for that, you know, it does kind of rub off on him. I mean, you mentioned the influence and why else are they hired? Why else are they there in the building if not for their scouting? And again, this is going to become a, a pure black and white issue. And I don't mean, you know, race. I mean, people see it one way or the other. I even preface it by saying some of it's on Ryan Pace, too. He had a hand in not taking Deshaun Watson, not taking Patrick Mahomes. But Champ Kelly was part of that contingent who had the decision making power to influence that. And it wasn't just they passed on Watson, Chad. They didn't pay him one interview. They didn't give him one phone call. They weren't interested at all. They honed in on Trubisky among those prospects and then drafted up to get him. And I'll say this. Okay, throw out the Deshaun Watson argument. Give me a selling point on Champ Kelly besides his personality, besides his people skills. What's the selling point? I can give you some on Fontenot. I can give you some on George Payton. Sell me on Champ Kelly. For what it's worth, the Big Ben is melting down. Like, they just took the ball away. The Browns did. He shot too. They're in they're in the red zone and they're about to they're either going to be twenty four nothing or twenty eight nothing here in the short term. Uh, Boise man jumping in again. Thank you, my friend, and some uh, some congratulations in order for him. He says also wow. just had our third baby last night. Healthy little girl named Peyton. Wife wouldn't go for Peyton number eighteen. You know it's funny about the way you spelled Peyton. All right, that's a name we considered for our daughter. Uh, back in the day, and this was long before, not long, you know, a couple of years before Peyton Manning ever became a Bronco because my daughter was born in, in uh, 2010. And uh, we ultimately went with the name Hayden, okay? But we didn't spell it H-A-D-E-N. We spelled it just like you're spelling here with one difference at the beginning. H-A-I, well, two differences, I guess. H-A-I-D-Y-N. So similar spelling, getting a little bit creative, but congrats on that, dude. That's awesome. God bless, Boise, man. Congratulations. That's amazing. Our friend Chris, a.k.a. Blue Rock, jumping in on Super Chat. Really appreciate <laughs> you. We hire Peyton Manning yet? Kidding, of course. Yeah, he just – it was fun to kind of speculate and, and dream and think what it would be like if Peyton were to enter that, uh, you know, throw his hat in the ring, so to speak. But it was never even a serious consideration. And I think the reason why is Peyton Manning doesn't want to do it. And right. I don't just mean the Broncos job, but I don't think he's really interested at this stage in his life – of becoming a, an exec, maybe that changes down the road. But right now, he's just not put out the, he hasn't put out the feelers, and he hasn't put out the message to all his contacts across the league that he's interested in that kind of a of a role. That's what I was going to say. It's not just the Broncos he's turning down. We have not heard one rumbling over the course of the last five years since he's been retired that he wants to come back to being a GM. We've heard Senate runs. We've heard ownership rumors. We have heard nothing about GM. He's even turned down being a broadcaster for Monday Night Football for ESPN. $10 million a year, more than he would make as a GM, half of the work. He doesn't want to do a menial job like that. He wants ownership or we don't know. Mystery. I'll tell you what. He does a good job making football content on ESPN+. Plus. I've been watching oh, yes. that show places, and, and it's really, really well done. 
Mark, good to see you, my friend. Mark Langley in the hizzy. Man, talk about a, a Mount Rushmore superstar. Love you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. And uh, give our best to the fam. He says, what's up, my guys? And Broncos country, really good to see you. Here's a point from Dylan who uh, throws in this. He says, who knew that Pat Mahomes would be as good as he is now? Obviously, it doesn't hurt to have a stellar offense and one of the best play callers, play designers at head coach. True on both counts. I don't think anyone, including the Chiefs, really had any inkling of just how good Patrick Mahomes was going to be in the league. But I'll tell you what, we got a little bit of a preview of of Mahomes in that Week 17 finale in 2017, his rookie year. When they started, the Chiefs started him against Paxton Lynch. It was his only start as a rookie. And even though he didn't put up crazy volume, in <laughs> what terms a mismatch of, looking back. <laughs> definitely. But he didn't put up crazy stats because that defense actually played pretty well after Aqib Talib kind of mailed it in early, got his, you know, got uh, grilled by the coaches. That defense kind of stiffened. It wasn't the Star Wars numbers that you see from Patrick Mahomes in every game since, basically, but it, he was good enough to put the game well in control. They bring in the backup, Tyler Bray, I want to say. And uh, then Tyler Bray either loses the lead or he's close to losing the lead. And so they bring Mahomes in to close it down. That was unfortunately a harbinger of things to come for the Broncos because they still haven't beaten Pat Mahomes. Once again, though, I mean, people get stuck in their own stances and your guys are more than welcome to like Champ Kelly as a prospect. But I even I admitted this, that they weren't the only team, the Bears, that passed on Mahomes. A lot of teams did and passed on Watson and they're all regretting it now. But they were among the contingent. That's the whole point I was making. But honestly, I don't hate Chad or Chad. I almost said Chad Kelly. I don't hate Champ Ke- uh, Kelly. Then I almost said Bailey. I like him a lot. He would be, I, you know, it sounds kind of uh, a little too dismissive or casual to say it this way, but I would be fine. I would be just fine if the Denver Broncos ultimately cho- uh, choose to go with Champ Kelly. But I still think right now there are better options on the table in the form of, of uh, Peyton and Fontenot. W.E. jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. Bonafide superstar. W.E. says, Kelly was the director of pro personnel, not scouting, was involved in getting Ward Sanders to lead Mac. Uh, DeMarc, uh, um, talking about his time in Denver, in DeMarcus Ware. Uh, talking about his time in, uh, in, in Denver. We can pull up his resume if we need to. Yeah, his resume is the Bears hired him, though, as the director of pro scouting in 2015 before he got bumped to his current position. So, yes, he had a hand in scouting for the Bears and look at their draft history. And he also still has a role in that, even though he was elevated, just like Elway will, you know, secretly behind closed doors. I'm sure he'll advise the new GM or give his input as well. I mean, it's a little naive to think that once he got a new position, he stopped doing scouting. He's always involved in that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah, they if it's pro if it's pro, then they're focused mostly on free agency, right? Or in NFL uh, talent across the board, and it, even just today, for example, I was watching. A, I'm, I'm doing my research on all these candidates, and um, I sat down and watched a, an interview with Terry Fontenot, right? Not Champ Kelly, but Terry Fontenot, and he was talking about um, his involvement in, even though he's a pro guy, right? He deals with the pro side, the the free agents, the NFL talent. He was talking about his knowledge and insight and staying on top of what was going on with the college side, because as soon as those players enter the league, it becomes his purview. And so it's all one, you know, there's, there's, there's direct uh, directors. Every team kind of has their own different titles for these things, but there's the uh, uh, college personnel side, AKA draft. There's the pro side, AKA, you know, free agency, NFL, and it's actually pretty incestuous, even though they they specialize. We got Smith Corona jumping in. Good to see you, bro. Total, total superstar. He says, if establishing a winning culture is a job of the new GM, then give me Fontenot and what they do in New Orleans every single time. He's our, he's our favorite. But, Zach, I, I hate to uh, break anyone's heart here. Unfortunately, he is a front runner for the job in Atlanta. Yeah. He's one of two or three finalists for the job, according to Adam Schefter. It's actually looking like he's not going to come to Denver, and that's unfortunate. He remains far and away. I mean, there's a a sizable gap between him and Peyton, but it's looking like he's going to go to Atlanta, Chad, and the Broncos are honing in on Peyton or possibly as a fallback champ, Kelly. But obviously still holding out hope and crossing my fingers and my toes that Fontenot's the guy. Um, Okay, there's there's Christy. This one's jump. um, The chat is being... Very active, and I love it. But without John here, we're swimming a little bit. Uh, let's grab Mark, and then I'm going to have to go back in and um, look, grab some from the from the back end. But Mark Anthony, good to see you, my friend. Mark Anthony Ignacio, right? Same cat. I'm pretty sure that's the same profile pic we're used to seeing. Looks like he Mark, short his, his with handle. A C. Go ahead. Oh, yes. That's yes, with a C. I got Fontenot number one. Resume and education straight up amazing. Reports say Kelly a player is a player's GM and is aggressive. Did great work in Denver. Keep it up, MHH fam. Honestly, Zach, I'll tell you, like, I, you know, I don't, I think at this stage, the Broncos have really honed in. They're finalists for this. I don't think Brian Stark ultimately is going to be involved in the, in the, in the final decision in terms of being a real player for that courtesy. Maybe he comes in and blows them away in an interview, but this is a guy they see every day, right? And he's, 
part of the old regime, and he'll stick around under the, the, the new hire and whatnot. So it comes down to Fontenot, Kelly, and Peyton, and any one of those guys I think would be an exciting option for the Denver Broncos. It's just a matter of, you know, what's your favorite ice cream flavor, right? They're, most of them are good. I can't think of one off the top of my head anyway that I, I, I taste the ice cream. I go, oh, that's disgusting. I can't eat it. Might not be my favorite, but it's, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not bad. It's not going to kill you. In this case, it's far and above that. The Denver Broncos have zeroed in on three guys. But one thing, Zach, that people miss often is so many times when it comes to head coaching hires, when it comes to GM included, it very much is influenced by the playoffs because teams have their schedule. They need to get decisions made. You know, it's, it's like when uh, I, I was at the Senior Bowl in 2015. All right. You, you think back to, to that year and the Broncos had just fired John Fox mutual dismissal, whatever. The Broncos fired John Fox, okay? And they had just hired – it took a little time because Kubiak, you know, he had his thing going on with the Baltimore Ravens as the OC there, but he had just been hired. And I want to say his, uh, you know, Senior Bowl week started, of course, on a Monday. I want to say that day he had his introductory press conference, but the Broncos really pushed it to the limit, Zach, because you have the Senior Bowl starting that week. And, in fact, I didn't see a single Broncos scout, personnel, GM, anything there – until Wednesday for that purpose. So that's one of the reasons why some of these decisions, I wouldn't necessarily, Zach, say they get rushed, but they are, that's part of the process. Sometimes you go, maybe if you're John Elway, you go, I think Fontenot's the best guy, but we can't afford to wait until as late as February to get him here. Well, first of all, to the previous question, uh, you know, he's getting credit champ Kelly for what he did in Denver, but uh, I mean, wouldn't that have also been John Elway? I mean, the people are saying that Mickey Loomis made all the great decisions for the, the, the Saints draft and it wasn't Terry Fontenot, but the same can work for champ Kelly in reverse. And let me tell you something. If they follow that guideline to pick the next GM, they're making a mistake. This is a crossroads offseason for Denver, Chad. I mean, we're entering the end of the Elway and Ellis era. Matt Russell retired. They're losing their top three guys in the front office. They really have to pick the most qualified candidate based on merit, not because of the incestuous ties like you mentioned. That's why I'm worried in a sense that Kelly's going to get it based on that, not based on the fact of the best man for the job. When you stack them up, there's a sizable gap between Fontenot and Peyton and then Kelly. It's just, it's what's so. By the way, Zach, I'm going to grab Geo real quick, our, our superstar, George, on your end, with wherever you're at in the chat, look and see if you can find Poppy's super. If not, I've I've got her put in here on the on the back end. But Is see this- if you can see if you've got her by chance. Um, while you're looking, I'm going to grab one of our most dedicated, passionate superstars, George Vandermark. Really appreciate you, my brother. He's a he's a Mount Rushmore guy, and he says, "Get your swag on." Got my new hoodie today. Right on. Good to hear that, my nice. friend. Very quick shipping. Hey, look at him selling for us. Love it, dude. <laughs> Back to work tomorrow. Can Checks in the mail. Live on Sundays. Fontenot is my pick for GM, which, by the way, it's like, you know, got to go back to work. You're like, ah, oh, I got to go back to work. But it's one of those things where, you know, you count your blessings because we know the alternative. And those of you who know George at all or have been following him, um, you know, even, even on the surface of what's happened over the last six months or so, he's been through the ringer. Um, for, uh, you know, due to, uh, we'll just say the pandemic. So glad to hear that, my friend, George, because it's a sign that things are on the up and up. Yeah, and we have, you know, cautious optimism for 2021 in every facet of our lives. So uh, we're fortunate as you are, uh, and we're hopeful as you are, George. So thank you. Any luck on Poppy? 
No, I couldn't find it. I can't go okay. up. The, I don't know why we're restricted and how far we can go. It makes no sense. It's it's irritating, but um, so many cool features with what wow. we the, the service we use for for streaming. But sometimes it is a little prohibitive. Uh, Pobby, top rope, amazing, wow. just unbelievable generosity. Just thank you so much. We call her the princess of MHH here for a reason, and you guys can see this. She says, great job on Kelberman's Corner, Zach. Thank you thank for the you. energy you bring. You make it so fun, entertaining, and informative. Enjoyed very much. I pr- I truly appreciate <clears throat> you guys, like everybody in the MHH community. Love that. Really, really appreciate you, Poppy. And um, I, you can't really see it because I got the banner up behind me, but she sent a little care package to uh, to everybody for Christmas here at, at MHH, and it included some cool little um, you know keepsakes. It was awesome. And a couple of, for me anyway. I, I ended up holding on to two blankets. Don't tell anybody. But she made them, <laughs> she you know she made them herself. These Bronco blankets, and uh, my daughter uses it every single day. My wife, you know, she's pregnant right now. She's constantly cold, right? And I guess we're you know it's winter in the Rockies, so that makes sense. But also because she's pregnant, she's constantly cold. She just walks around all day in that what you made, Bobby, and sent to us. So it's getting utilized here at Clan Jensen, and we we just we appreciate you. Yeah, it's actually on my bed right now too. I have the blanket. It's amazing. It's so. It's so. Uh, I, I don't know. I was so touched by it, Pavi. It's the the generosity and the the thought and the effort and the intention you put into that. I want to try to get it displayed behind me. You know, I can configure the banner on the shelf, but I actually have some of the other things you you sent as well. And you are so supportive and so amazing. We definitely thank you. It was great seeing you in the chat for the Kelperman's Corner and. Uh, Listen to her, guys. It's a fun segment. We're going to bring it every week. We're only getting better. This was just the start, so a lot more fun to come. And a lot more shows and different content. So yes. 2021, we are really exploring. On, I shouldn't say exploring. We're going to pedal to the metal, basically, how we approach our video and podcast content. Because you know we were, we were made eligible at some point in early 2020 to have also a uh, membership on YouTube, which we have not chosen to do quite yet. Right now, we're focusing that on Facebook, but we have so much cool content coming down the pike this year for YouTube, for Facebook, of course, everything we're doing at milehighhuddle.com. And guys, we're just so stoked to have you with us. Muhammad, MHH Mel Model. I can't show his, his picture because the chat, you guys know the story here, but love you, buddy. He says, hello, superstars, and hello to you. Also, he was in, in, in the... Yes. Uh, He's a superstar who went over to Facebook to become a supporter. So shout out to you, Muhammad, for being there for Kelberman's Corner debut. And thank you. You know, you kind of tagged the uh, the subtitle to the uh, the segment, which is hashtag dragon. So thank you, Muhammad. We appreciate That's you. Right. That's right. Uh, Moreno Silva, a name, Zach, we don't recognize on Super Chat. From so, Brazil. Wow. Welcome. Very cool. This is another example of how Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being, baby. That's so. Right. Welcome, Moreno. Hope to see you around. And make sure you connect with us on Twitter so that we can shout you out after tonight's show. But Moreno says, shout out from Brazil, guys. Love to watch your shows. Let's hire Fontenot and bring the Lombardi Trophy once more to Denver. Hashtag Go Broncos. So we have another, uh, another, I guess, fan of, of Terry Fontenot. We're, we're sharing a brain, Moreno. And you know what's it? You know, I want to know, guys. It's be interesting. Let let us know in the comment section what your candidate, your preference is. Who do you want to get the job? Do you want Peyton? Do you want Champ Kelly? Do you want Fontenot? Let us know. We'd love to hear that as well. But Chad, the good thing about Fontenot, at least in my opinion, my not so humble opinion, I think he is the guy. 
that can transform the Broncos in one offseason. Not to maybe make them a title contender, but I think with the right moves in place, they can be in the playoffs next season with the right leadership, starting with him. If I'm the Broncos, I'm willing to make that sacrifice of having to wait a little bit longer to land Fontenot because, I mean, it's not just his own personal resume in terms of, you know, his, his road and path through the NFL and his education in terms of, as, as we talked about last week, he was a guy the Saints sent to the, the Stanford Business School that they do in, in tandem. They team up with the NFL for this business school. All that's really cool. But he's what makes it above and beyond the selling point here, Zach, is he's been in the belly of the beast, so to speak, in one of the most um, coveted, dominant teams in the league the last three years, and that's the New Orleans Saints. Yes, you are, you know, but you, you get a lot of benefit from having a future Hall of Fame quarterback under center in, in Drew Brees, and that carries a lot of water for you as an organization, but. Look at that roster. I mean, as I was watching this the, the game today, Saints-Bears, I want to say it was Tony Romo doing the color commentary who said something to the effect of the Saints have the deepest roster in the NFL. Maybe the only team that could match them are the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, it's true. It's true. That's the standard in the NFC as the Chiefs are the standard in the AFC. Why wouldn't you want that? I mean, and who was a, a catalyst in the Saints win today, as he always is every single week, and that's Alvin Kamara. And they got him, Chad, number 67 overall and what was one of the best draft classes. Anyone who has a, two seconds after this podcast, look up the 2017 Saints draft class and be blown away. And compare that to Denver, Chad, which is one of the all-time worst, and the dichotomy there is, you know, startling. Grab this from... Mohammed, who jumped back in there, now we can actually see his profile pic. And you can you can all see now why we call him the MHH male model, rocking the trucker hat and the hoodie like a boss. He says, everyone, do yourself a favor. Go become an MHH Facebook supporter. Zach, uh, uh, Kelberman's corner of the show is really good. Come on, go to Facebook now, become a member. I promise you won't regret it. Hashtag dragon. Love it, dude. Love it. Thank the you, best. Mohammed. Thank Appreciate you, Mo. Um, Albert, one of our supporters on Facebook, also jumps over in Super Chats, too, just an absolute stud. Says, at least Garrett Bowles, this is something you and I have not addressed yet on camera, on mic. At least Garrett Bowles got selected for the All-Pro. So it was All-Pro selection, second team. Instead of, of course, he was snubbed for the Pro Bowl, but at least he got second team All-Pro, some recognition. And so, yeah, word came down. Uh, what was it, Friday or Saturday? I want to say it was Friday. Garrett Bowles was named second team All-Pro. At left tackle, only Green Bay's David Bakhtiari received more votes from the AP for the All-Pro. So similar to Justin Simmons last year, you don't see it too often, but it happens. Snubbed for the Pro Bowl, but gets the AP second team All-Pro. So I was just really stoked. That was the yeah. that was the, the perfect way to, I mean, really the perfect way to to punctuate or recognize the season Bulls had was that that raise he got, right? The extension, but just such so cool to see him get that that recognition. It's it's wild to say, and, and very well-deserved, but wild to say, all pro Garrett Bowles. Mm-hmm. And we can say that now, and, and he deserves every bit of the praise coming to him. But didn't Bakhtiari have certain – didn't he tear his ACL? Am I mistaken with that? Wasn't he out for the season? And so maybe he got snubbed, you can argue, for all pro as well. I mean, Garrett Bowles was arguably the best tackle and left tackle, perhaps, in the NFL this season. Let me see here. I know he was – yeah, they're he saying had, in the comments, I believe he had ACL surgery. Yeah. So either way, I mean, 
we're, I was hoping that maybe Bryce Callahan would get a, a flyer as a, as an all pro. Cause he had that kind of a season, but he yeah, if he stayed healthy. Yeah, exactly. You got not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl, not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Gotta stay on the field. Kenneth, good to see you again, my friend. Thank you. Chad and Zach, what do you think of Fant and Pitts? Um, Pitts. Sounds like a buddy cop show. It does. <laughs> we're, we're, well, Noah Fant, or we talk obviously and Pitts. Um, the tight end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Florida. Um, the, the John Mackey Award winner, of course. Yeah. You know, I am – my uh, – my vision on on football during the football season was 100% narrow on covering your Denver Broncos and the NFL at large. I'm only now just getting to watching some of these prospects, but he's a really good player. I mean, he's a stud. Could he become the next Fant or a player like Fant? I think he's got that in him. But uh, Fant is a guy that, man, he was so underutilized this year in terms of just scratching the surface on what he could be. Had a very productive, very, very productive second year. But imagine what he could have done in a system in which his, his offensive coordinator yeah. focused on him, featured him, prioritized him a little bit more. And he just Go had <laughs> more stable quarterback play. It's going to be fun to see because I think even though I was tapping Fant to be the guy to have that Cortland Sutton-esque quantum leap in year two, I think that quantum leap is going to come in year three for Noah Fant. And it's going to be something to, to behold. Right there with you. I think he will be a pro bowler next year, and he has, you know, perennial all pro, if not, uh, excuse me, pro bowl, if not all pro upside. And Kenneth, if you're asking about the Broncos drafting pits, I mean, that'd be great. I mean, it'd be great in Madden, but they have a first round tight end. They have Alberto, who's like a lesser version of Pitts. I mean, he can be that Hernandez to the Gronkowski. They're set there. 
They have Fumagalli who played well. They can bring him back if they want. They're set at tight end. Great dream scenario. Not going to happen in reality. I was just about, and thank you for the super, Kenneth. Love you, buddy. I was just about to click on Zachary and the stream. Oh, I, I still got him. Awesome. Good to see you, my friend. Another one of our Mount Rushmore superstars. He's there right now. You can see him in the in his YouTube profile pic, rocking the very MHH uh, state of being T-shirt that he designed himself that sold very well on uh, huddleuppod.com in 2020. Great job on that, my friend. We appreciate everything you do for this community and your support. He says, I wish Oliver Luck would have thrown a chance in the uh, in the hat, then make Andrew Luck as the QB coach. Shula first uh, 1A, Shermer 1B, OC. Yeah, I don't. I know we got a question about Oliver Luck. Yeah, I was thinking of that guy on uh, Thursday. So maybe it was Zachary, but I don't remember who floated no. that idea last. I don't week. think it was. But yeah, Oliver Luck, uh, not not in the not in the cards. Yeah, neither is Andrew Luck. But you know what, Chad? What the Broncos should do is you know move on from maybe Mike Shula as the quarterbacks coach and bring back Rich Scangarello who's not coming back to Philadelphia. They let him go after one year. Him as the quarterback's coach with Drew Locke, I think, is a match made in heaven. So not going to happen either, but fun to talk about. All right, we got Mike Evans. So many of our great superstars. In fact, we were just talking about this right before we went live. Sorry, I got to derail the content just for a second here because Mike inspires this in me. But Zach and I were, you know, we update the ticker you see below. You know, we update those names after each and every week on the on the podcast and we're just marveling at the the number of people who have been with us for a long time, combined with those who are, who are newcomers and getting more active with the show and more active on Super Chat and just pinching ourselves at how lucky we are. And Mike Evans is one of those guys that just makes us realize how fortunate we are to have the, the, the community that we do and the platform and the reach that we do. Love you, Mike. In fact, <clears throat> we should get you on the show. We should get you on the show this week maybe. I don't know what you got going on Wednesday or uh, maybe even Thursday, but holler at us and let, let us know what your schedule is looking like. But he says, what are the top three things we must do in the offseason to move from last to first in the division? Man, that is a macro question right there. Yeah. I love it. And again, I want to say that Mike and uh, Ron Dubbed, their questions always cut right to the core, always good, make you think, great conversation uh, starters. So top three things the Broncos have to do in the offseason to move on uh, or move from 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 last to first. First and foremost, I think you gotta you gotta land and and the right GM. You gotta make the right hire because if you make the right hire, sorry to use an old you know Ronald Reagan uh, catchphrase here, but it trickles down to everything, right? It's a trickle down football economics. Let's call it that. However, how 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 the GM goes, so does the team. So make sure you get the right hire. And even though I'd be happy with any of the three final candidates um, in in the in the last stretch here. I, w- I just hope they, they make the right decision. But in terms of personnel decisions and all that, for me, it comes t- down to, you know, um, I think you got to resist the temptation to move on from Drew and finish what you started there. Give him one last year as the quarterback because you could really reap the rewards. It could really pay dividends instead of starting over. Now, I might have a different opinion on that, Zach, if the Broncos were sitting here with a top five pick if or even a top three pick. I might – have a different opinion on that, but sitting there at nine, the odds of them landing to me, the only guys I would, I would really think twice about replacing Drew Locke with out of this draft day one would be obviously Lawrence, but let's just remove him from the equation. Cause he ain't going to be there. Um, I'm not really high on Justin Fields 
star player, really impressive. I don't, I'm not a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks. And, you know, I we get some flack for that, Zach, because, you know, it's 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 not fair per se to paint a guy like Justin Fields with the same brush that you would paint some of the busted Ohio State guys like Dwayne Haskins. But Google it, gang. There is not one successful quarterback in the league that's come from Ohio State. That frightens me. So uh, for me, it's it's putting Lawrence aside. It's Zach Wilson, really. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance has some has some juice, but maybe he's a guy I would consider if you wanted to move back a little bit at pick nine. That would be a little too rich for me. So stay with Drew. Resign uh, Justin Simmons. Actually, yeah, resign Justin Simmons and get the get the best cornerback you possibly can in the first round. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I was going to say I'm agreeing. I, you know, I'm obviously in agreement with you about Locke, but I was going to say rally around the quarterback, no matter who that may be. And if Fontenot, let's say, comes in or Champ Kelly comes in and he has autonomy, like Elway saying he does, and he has final say, if he thinks there's a better quarterback out there, whether it be a, a trade or a free agent or a draft pick, then rally around that guy. Also, figure out Von Miller. That is your franchise cornerstone, a future Hall of Famer. You bring him back, you getting rid of him, or you ask him for a pay reduction. You got to get that settled. He's an integral part of the defense. Uh, you you nailed it with. I would say also just to differ from your answer to cut the dead weight, and not only on the roster. You know, Boye. You can talk about Jarrell Casey, but also the coaching staff. Might not happen, but I'm still firing Tom McMahon. There are better special teams coordinators out there, and he, to me, is part of the dead weight. You have to make the entire team better from the coaching staff to the personnel and hold people accountable for how bad last year was. That's why I want a guy who has no Broncos ties and no inclination to side with Elway's mindset. Appreciate that question, Mike. Um, Jay Walsh wants to know, when is the mock draft episode one? So what we've done traditionally is we hold right before the draft, we hold the big round table mock draft. And you guys, I think last year was the first year, Zach, we did it as a live show. Every time before that, we had done it as a pre-recorded episode. And so that won't change. We're going to do that, uh, you know, in the week leading up to the actual draft, but we are going to prioritize and make draft coverage much more of our focus on the pods and the, and the video side uh, in 2021. And that starts with, on January 22nd, all right, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, the Friday before the Senior Bowl week. <clears throat> We're going to hold our, our 2021 NFL draft primer. We're going to have all the draft guys on the show. Zach and I will kind of be, you know, the host to keep things ro- uh, rolling. And it's going to be really fun. And the whole point of that is to basically kind of put the, the community and the, and the, and the, 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 the audience through a kind of orientation because, you know, maybe on Tuesdays you listen to Nick and Carl or on Fridays, Eric and Lance, or or Luke and, and Nick on Saturdays, and you hear them throw out some names here and there, and you know you hear them, it's hard to, to latch on. And if you're not a big college football viewer during the season, it's hard to really know who some of these names are. Most fans, I would say, the majority, Zach, you know, they don't really start getting comfortable with who the players are, with who the names are, until maybe right before the draft. And then, so what we want to do is improve your offseason with regard to your draft coverage enjoyment, and we're going to do that with our primer on January 22nd. So we'll see. I mean, we can do some mock drafts on this show. You know, we can have some fun with it and every show can do their own thing, but our big round table, that won't be till right before the draft. Yeah. And that's always fun. I mean, I know last year's was definitely fun and, and what Nick and Luke and Carl and, every, and Eric and everyone brings to the table in terms of the draft coverage is superb. So I'm looking forward to it as well to improve my draft knowledge. So yep. very, very soon. Appreciate you, Christy. And again, we're on the draft side of things. We are just getting started. Zach and I, so as we uh, as we get a little bit farther into the 
the off season, we get up through this GM thing because we've been right. mostly focused on the GM right. um, search in terms of our job covering the news and, and these pods and whatnot. Once we get through that, we're, we're going to dive headlong into the class and, it'll, and we'll have a lot more to be able to uh, tell you and say about each and every prospect. Uh, Based Gase, good to see you, brother. He says, any red flags on Fontenot considering the Saints are in cap hell? You know, I can – honestly, nothing yet on Terry Fontenot has jumped out to me as being a big concern. Um, I'm going to pull up his res again. But Zach, not I mean, yeah, that's that's an issue because he's his focus is on the pro side, the whole cap issue that the Saints have. But to me, it's not a it's not a a, a deal breaker in any way, shape, or form. Oh, is he the cap guy? I, I mean, was Elway being blamed, or was you know Rich Hurtado or Sullivan? You know, was he getting the onus on that because he negotiated contracts? I mean, he gives his recommendations. And he, you know, suggests maybe highly, highly priced players or players that can hurt the salary cap. But ultimately, that's more on Loomis and the cap guy, I feel like, to put the team in that situation. For those of you who missed it last week, I just want to read this, this section real quick. It's, it's a couple of quick, short paragraphs. Starting right here, Fontenot has held multiple positions in the same scouting department, including as a pro scouting assistant, where he helped evaluate free agents, track player movement, study film, and aided in the planning for the NFL draft and as an assistant in player personnel, which encompasses the whole ball of wax, college and uh, pro site. In 2012, he was selected by the Saints to attend the Stanford Business School Executive Education NFL Stanford Program for Managers. That's a mouthful. An education program and honor known across the league as an important training ground for promising executives. So he's just – there's a lot to like about this guy, former player himself, and so is Champ Kelly for what it's worth. Champ Kelly never really made it into the league and didn't uh, you know, have a very decorated college career. But, I'm, again, I'm leaning still toward Fontenot, no red flags up to this point. I just went on over the cap, and the Saints in 2022 are projected to have $55.5 million in salary cap space. So is that salary cap hell? I would argue that it's more like you know temporary purgatory, but – I digress. We uh, just crossed the one hour mark. So we got a rapid fire through our remaining superstars here. Um, Mahesh though wants to know if MHH has an app, not right now, um, but uh, on the network side with sports illustrated and fan nation, there might be something coming down the pike in the, in the near future, but it's nothing to write home about quite yet. Anything on that side of things is uh, very much uh, in, in process. Mark Anthony, again, appreciate you, bro. He says, Watson looked really unhappy. Deshaun Watson uh, looking really unhappy in Houston. Possible trade looking real. Latest price guess surprisingly low. I'd rather trade for Watson, or would you rather trade for uh, Watson or trade up for a Zach Wilson? Um, I mean, in that in that scenario, it would come down to cost. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd rather take Deshaun Watson over over a Zach Wilson if we're moving on from Drew Locke, but. Zach, what is the latest you've heard on yeah. the, the whole wow. Sean Watson front? Because I know you had that article on Saturday, uh, the, the speculative article from Bleacher Report that really caught fire. I mean, it was it was one of the most viral articles of 2021 so far for MHH. Yeah, Bleacher suggested the Broncos send a trade package for Deshaun Watson, including Drew Locke, a first-round pick this year or next year, and a second-round pick this year, which is not going to be enough anyway. That's just their opinion, their speculation, but – The latest rumor, guys, is supposedly based on, I think Chris Mortensen reported this, 
Deshaun Watson to Miami for to, to, for a package that includes Tua, who would go to Houston. So that's the latest rumor and conjecture. He has a no trade clause, and he's unhappy with the owner. They they still haven't spoken. He was kept kept out of the GM hiring loop, and really has some uh, dismay with the organization. I still don't think he gets traded, Chad. The, the contract, the draft capital it would take to acquire him, and Houston would be so freaking dumb to trade him in his prime right now. I don't think he's coming to the Broncos, but that's the latest scuttlebutt. Miami supposedly uh, has a shot. Yeah, so if you guys haven't read that article, I'm sure the vast majority of you have. Uh, go check it out over at milehighhuddle.com. It's very, very intriguing. But again, I mean, everyone I've talked to in Houston, a couple of guys that I know through the Pro Football Writers of America uh, brotherhood, for lack of a better term, they're saying that there's no way on God's green earth Watson's getting traded. But, you know, this is now kind of taken on a life of its own in the court of public opinion. And so in my, even though I still would be surprised if it happens, all bets are off, man. Like he's really pushing the envelope here, Watson. Uh, is this a semi-hot take to say the Broncos have a more realistic chance to trade up for Trevor Lawrence than they do Deshaun Watson? I mean, just the capital it would take to, to acquire an established top five quarterback in his prime. I understand the Texans' history, Chad, but Bill O'Brien's not there anymore. And if Nick Casario has any common sense whatsoever, even coming from the Bill Belichickian dynasty, he has to keep a cornerstone like Deshaun Watson. Trade J.J. Watt if you must, but you got to keep Deshaun. All right, guys, last one here from Muhammad jumping in again with a super sticker. Man, thank you, my friend. Your support just blows us away because it's not just on the live streams and on Super Chat, but you're you're rocking the gear. You're, you know, you're becoming a Facebook supporter. So it all means the world to us, my friend. And uh, just know we we really appreciate that. Yes. Jerry, also one of our supporters who was in on Kelberman's Corner today. It was good to see you, Jerry. Thank you. Um, his point here is when you look at NFL – uh, talent defenses uh, compared to college. Do you really think Zach Wilson looks that great? Zach Wilson to me is a very intriguing quarterback. I mean, there's a lot about him. I do like, but he also to me is a player that is coming out of college, coming out of BYU. So similar to Drew Locke coming out of Mizzou, like very, a lot of similarities, probably a better, you know, smoother, a smoother passer, um, probably similar athleticism, but still very much and actually less proven than Locke. Locke was a four-year starter at Missouri because, remember, when Rich Scangarello, Zach, I know I'm, I'm, we need to get off here, but when Rich Scangarello was here and the Broncos drafted Locke and then also signed Brett Rippon as a college free agent, the selling point for him and what made him gravitate towards those two quarterbacks was a four-year body of work with which to – evaluate, analyze the player, and then have a more firm and stable foundation with which to project what they might be able to do in the league. Zach Wilson, to me, is is you know still very unproven in that sense, doesn't have the same resume. I mean, well, first of all, obviously we can't see a college prospect against an NFL defense. We only can evaluate him based on college opponents. This is why the draft chat is the ultimate crapshoot. If we had film like that, there'd be no bust, certainly no quarterback bust. But if you watch Wilson, no matter the game, the situation, his poise, 
and his comfortability in the pocket, Chad, and his anticipation, as Dylan says, he, and, and I got to give Justin Herbert this. I was not high on him at all, and I'll eat some crow on him. If you watch him, he didn't look like a rookie this year. He is so comfortable leading the huddle behind the pocket, operating within the pocket, and Zach Wilson, as a runner, as a passer, he really is, I think, the total package. And for my money, it might be another hot take, he's not that far from Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback, too, in this draft class. All right, guys, we got to get out of here. So thanks to each and every one of you for spending some time with us here tonight. We appreciate all of you and a mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars and those of you who signed up on uh, Facebook to become official supporters, those of you who are giving stars tonight. We just appreciate each one of you more than we can say. And it's one more time before we do get on out of here, you want to head over to Mile High Huddle's Facebook page. It's right there is the link, but everyone has Facebook for the most part on their phones So just open up Facebook, search Mile High Huddle. You'll see our page. And I'm sure the vast majority of you are already following the page or liking the page. But if you want to take the additional step to become a supporter here, you'll be in like Flynn on episode two of Kelberman's Corner next Sunday at noon with Kim Becker. And again, it's a little bit different flavor. I shouldn't say a little bit. It's a lot different flavor than what we do on these live streams. They're more long form, open issue, taking questions the whole time. Basically, it's a little bit different. And our, our, our catchphrase we landed on that, that really seemed to make the most sense was hot takes that hold water. So that's how you get in on that. And again, it all, you know, it, it supports what we're doing here and allows us to, you know, have the means to focus more and more of our time and energy into content specifically for you as our supporters. So check that out. And I got to agree with everybody, Zach. Great job today. And, Thank you, uh, sir. you know, we, we weren't sure what to expect because, you know, Kim is great. Zach is great, but never really spent much time on camera, on mic together like this. So when it comes to chemistry and flow, you never know how things are going to turn out. And I thought you guys both hit it out of the park. I appreciate it. And, you know, like you said, Chad, like we said on the uh, the show itself, we have so many more ideas coming. You know, this was the pilot. And for anyone who watches, you know, programs or shows, the pilot is traditionally the worst episode of every show. So that was, I thought it was a good episode, but that was the worst that we're going to crank out. It's only going to get better. We're going to make it more streamlined. We'll get a certain time down. We apologize for the difficulties, Chad, but I'm looking forward to connecting and giving back to you guys who have given back to us for so many years now and so many weeks now. We appreciate you, and this is just the start. Like you said earlier, we are just scratching the surface. And by the way, the the technical difficulty side that delayed us, that was my fault. That wasn't on Zach and Kim. So anyway, appreciate each and every one of you. Um, also, make sure you follow the main account on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod uh, and at Mile High Huddle. Those two accounts. My partner Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL at Chad and Jensen. If you're one of our newer Super Chat superstars, maybe you just debuted today. Reach out, connect with us. We will follow back. We'd like to be able to shout out each and every superstar after each show on Twitter. So feel free to do that. And uh, we'll see you here tomorrow night, same time, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. We might be a little bit, a few mi- you know, minutes past the top of the hour, but that's, that's kind of how we roll. But 6 to uh, 7 Mountain, 8 to 9 Eastern. And, Zach, have a great start to your week, my friend, and, and uh, sign us off. You know, I'm going to just say this was the first Sunday without Broncos football, and, God, I miss those stupid idiots. Don't you, Chad? I mean, <laughs> win or lose, no matter how frustrating they can be, it's just not the same without Broncos football. But a lot to dive into. We'll be back tomorrow night. We'll maybe have some more news on the GM front. We're getting close to hiring, guys. I believe Ziegler pulling out was an indication the Broncos have their guy. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you then. And, as always, go Broncos. 
You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 